0: host emily i am glad you're here it's season five a season i have been looking forward to for a while because we get to talk about jim henson and his many creations i don't think i said it in the first episode but feel it's necessary to point out that i am not a fan of all puppets in general (laughs) my love is for the muppets specifically because henson and his crew were were and are uh, master storytellers i i have some feelings about what disney is currently doing to the muppets but uh the the crew that started this all they were engineers and artists problem solvers and magic makers and i don't think there's any more pure form of storytelling than making a viewer fall in love with hand-sewn creations now sometimes though puppets creep me out <laughs> especially if they're some of the older puppets uh i I don't even know how... The marionette... Something about watching it, too, is is unsettling to me. So it's specifically The Muppets because I don't have to see the strings. And I believe that Kermit the Frog is walking around somewhere on this planet. And I choose to believe that. I was asked once, you know, if you ever got to go behind the scenes of a Muppet movie, would you do it? And I don't think I would. I don't think I would want the magic spoiled. And maybe it doesn't get spoiled for you. Maybe it gets even better watching it happen. But I, I... I think it would upset me too much to see the talented faces behind the characters because the char- they do such an amazing job of making those characters come to life that I think it'd break my heart a little. One thing I did want to talk about, though, is I, a lot of people know about my love of the Muppets, which makes me so very happy. And it has brought a few kind of random gift items into my life because they have seen it or are about to give something away and they... They thought of me, which I love. My friend Anna, who I work with, she is an amazing cataloger at the library. Uh, she had in her possession, kind of, it was a jack-in-the-box, but it was Kermit, and she was going to get rid of it. It was It's in great condition. It was in the original box. She was going to get rid of it, and she's like, no, maybe Emily will let it. So she brought it and I was like, yeah, I want it. And so now it sits on my shelf and it's been a fun thing to pull out, especially as my nephews were really little and they got a kick out of that. And then my brother, my older brother, Aaron, who was on the podcast when we talked about 80s kids movies, I do believe, um, he had been taking my nephew to the Children's Museum, which we talked about the Children's Museum in the last episode. And in this one room, they kind of have retro toys. They have video games kids can play. Um, It's it's kind of, it's a weird exhibit because it's where the carousel is and kind of a mirror maze as well. But in one of the exhibits, They have just kind of a little display unit. They have an old Muppet game and it's called the Muppet Show Game. And he saw and he's like, you know what? Every time I saw that, I thought of you, and I thought, I want to see if I can find a copy of that for you. So that was my Christmas present this year. He hopped on Etsy. Somebody had a copy of the game and he got it for me. It says, Hi, it's almost showtime and I need your help. So Kermit is leading the charge here. I want each of you to take charge of two Muppets and lead them from their dressing rooms to the spotlights marked with their names as the footlights. And at the same time, you'll have to move their stage set from backstage to its final position in front of the audience. So I just, it's a, a, you know, it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. The Muppet show is about to get and begin, and you've got to help Kermit get everybody in place so the Muppet show can happen. So maybe one day, if you would like to come play that game with me, because nobody will play games with me, you can come play the Muppet show game with me. I also have a Muppet Monopoly set as well and um, Muppet Uno and Fraggle Rock Uno so I love to collect all things Muppets they're just it's awesome but today we are going to be talking about The Great Muppet Caper it came out in 1981 it's the second theatrical film in the Muppet franchise it's the only Muppets feature film directed by Jim Henson it was shot in London and was released shortly after the final season of The Muppet Show. This is not my favorite of all of the Muppet movies. It's probably the one I've seen the least amount of times, followed by a movie we're going to be talking about next week, Muppet Treasure Island, which I know a lot of the people in my life, that is one of their favorites, and I love it too, mostly because of Tim Curry, but... This and The Muppet Treasure Island, they, I, I kind of go back to my favorites all the time. I go back to The Muppet Movie, and I go back to Muppets Taking Manhattan, and the new The Muppets that has Jason Segel just chef's kiss is wonderful um so those are kind of my go-tos but it was fun to sit down and re-watch this one and kind of write out the summary because there's a lot of kind of witty funny things in it i the cameos in this aren't as good either they brought in some british individuals <laughs> that i just didn't know i didn't feel like i i could pick these people out quite as well as i could in the muppet movie and as we will see in muppets take manhattan but it's still a good one so the movie starts with quite the theatrical opening hot air balloons and a dance number And then cut to our Muppet heroes, who are journalists this go-around, getting read the riot act when they miss the big scoop. A jewel thief is on the loose in London. Side note, Fozzie and Kermit are playing brothers. They're (laughs) they're playing twins. It's an interesting plot twist. A frog and a bear as twin brothers. I love it. And it's kind of a, it's a bit throughout the movie where people confuse them often. So sadly they get fired, but they're in, they are really intent on going to London to talk to the socialite lady holiday, whose jewels were stolen in hopes of finding and nabbing the thieves themselves or the thief at this point, we don't know who's doing it. So after a ninth class ride to England, they're kind of in the cargo area of a plane and they just get tossed off the plane They head to the Happiness Hotel for lodging, a derelict establishment, and that's, of course, where they meet some more Muppet friends and sing a song, as in all of their Muppet friends are there except for Miss Piggy, who they will meet in just a little bit. And as they settle in for the night, they decide to head on over and talk to Lady Holiday first thing in the morning, because they've got to find this thief. Cut to Lady Holiday, fashion designer, who's getting ready for her next big show after Insulting all of her models, which seems like a poor life choice if you want them to actually participate in your, in your show. Uh, she meets Miss Piggy, who has big dreams. Surprise, surprise, of getting into the modeling business. Holiday likes her style enough to take her on as a new receptionist, and this, of course, immediately goes to Piggy's head. And while her new boss goes out to lunch with her deadbeat brother. She gets very comfortable at the designer's desk. Quick side note Holiday gives some intentional plot exposition, letting us know that the brother has squandered his inheritance and is such a deviant that she wouldn't be surprised if he tries to steal her prized baseball diamond. That's foreshadowing. We also get a snippet that some of the models she insulted earlier have plans to steal a na- necklace later that night. So poor Lady Holiday has surrounded herself with some unsavory individuals. So Piggy's at the desk in her boss's office. That's when Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo show up to interview Holiday about the loss of her jewelry, except that Kermit thinks the pig is the designer and the pig does nothing to set him straight. She also immediately falls in love with the frog once again. And again, I get it. I get it. He walks in, you're like, hmm, that frog. Piggy gets a little bit flustered, though, realizing she won't be able to answer the questions he wants to ask. So Kermit invites her to dinner and (laughs) plans to pick her up at her house. And she's, well, where do you know? It's a fun exchange where he's trying to get the address out of her. She assumes he would think she lives at a really nice place in in London. Um, So he eventually says, "I will pick you up at your house at 7 p.m. at." 17 Highbrow Street, which is not her address, (laughs) so now is in a bit of a pickle. After a rough taxi ride back to the Happiness Hotel, Kermit informs Fozzie that he'll be going alone to the dinner, because it's just something he feels he needs to do alone, and Fozzie is very disappointed. Then they sing as Kermit gets dressed, and may I just say that he looks dashing in a tuxedo. Dashing. By the end of the song, Kermit has a change of heart and invites Fozzie along, except Fozzie thinks that he's inviting all of the Muppets at the hotel along, and so now we've got a crowd. Fast forward to the next scene, and this is my favorite part of the entire movie. We've got Miss Piggy scaling the side of 17 Highbrow Street, which is a real address, just not hers. Uh, it's a very nice looking ma- mansion, townhome. I don't know what it is. Um, and she's looking for a way in so that she can pretend, Oh, you know, so that when Kermit knocks on the door, she's the one that opens the door and she can pretend that she lives there. The issue is further complicated, however, because the owners of the home are enjoying a dinner. It's this posh English couple who are suffering through a boring conversation in their finery. It's one of those, you know, They've got enough money that they think they need to wear suits and dresses to dinner in their own home. <laughs> Except that the man of the house is John Cleese, oh, which is probably the most perfect cameo ever. Uh, that's not true. Joan Rivers and Muppet Takes man- Take Manhattan is pretty fantastic, too, but we'll get to her next week. So Cleese sees the pig scale the house, makes a comment to his wife, but they just don't seem too concerned. They kind of keep going, going with their conversation. Piggy eventually gets into the house. Kermit knocks and then asks for a tour of the house. And that's when things get really interesting. He's like, I've never been into a fine English home. Will you show me around? And so Cleese starts to chase them around. He realizes now that there are people in his home. He starts to chase them around. And they have now hidden in a closet. And when he opens the closet, he kind of has this moment where he's staring at this scene where he's looking down at a pig and a frog in his closet i think he realizes the oddity of it all so then he just basically becomes their concierge suggesting local places for dinner so nothing happens to them they get to go on to the dinner he suggests a supper club so a supper club reminds me a lot of and i can't remember it off the top of my head but they're in the movie the rocketeer um jenny is taken to a a place where there's music and dancing but then also dinner as serves that is that is where they're going they're going to a supper club that was a random pop culture adjacent statement i just did there <laughs> i'm sorry i did write a great newsletter on justkeepswimming.substack.com about the rocketeer maybe we'll have to talk about it on here one day because i do i do love that movie it's a fantastic movie so we're we're just getting off topic incidentally it happens to be the same supper club that lady holiday is visiting with her brother nick so they have come for dinner as well kermit is a bit worried at this point about how he's going to pay for this dinner because it's looking pretty fancy so gonzo who has tagged along and has his camera in hand because he is the photographer where they are the journalists fuzzy and kermit he starts going around offering to take pictures of the guests for a small small feet. Gonzo is definitely a team player. Solid Muppet. So Lady Holiday is looking very nice when she comes in. She's got this beautiful, very expensive diamond necklace on that Nick, her brother, insisted she wear out that evening. But then she starts to get really nervous, you know, that it is just available for thievery. She's got it around her neck. Anything could happen. So she demands her brother go ask the host, I guess, if she can lock it up in a safe. Instead, Nick, our thief, spoiler alert, sneaks into a staff-only area and unlocks the back door for his henchmen, the models that Holiday so rudely insulted earlier in the movie. So they take their places in the room, the models do, while Kermit and Peggy dance romantically cheek-to-cheek and have a moment with another sweet song. The first time you meet her, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but in the middle of the dance number, which is quite impressive, Nick lays eyes on Peggy and is smitten adding a level of intrigue to the proceedings. So the bad guy has now fallen in love with our one and only Miss Piggy. As the musical number kind of wraps up, the electricity in the room is cut and the necklace is taken from around Lady Holiday's neck. She is understandably alarmed and distraught. And it's in that moment that Kermit realizes that Piggy is not in fact Lady Holiday. So Piggy dashes out and in a Cinderella move, leaves her glass slipper on the dance floor. Gonzo, our intrepid cameraman, believes he might have the thief on one of the rolls of film he took that evening. So they go back to the Happiness Hotel, lock themselves in the bathroom where they're developing the pictures together, Gonzo and Fozzie are sure that it's Piggy. Piggy did it because she lied to them. Kermit is a staunch advocate for Piggy. No, she, she might have lied, but she would never steal the jewels. And just when they have proof that it's the man that was next, sitting next to Holiday and the woman standing behind her, the rest of the Happiness Hotel residents storm in because they all apparently need to use the restroom at the same time ruining the film so they do not have the proof in hand kermit then heads to the park for some alone time which is interrupted with a great cameo from peter falk who is selling watches out of his trench coat piggy then comes along uh she just happens to be in the park as well and kermit confronts her about her lie they get into a bit of a tiff break the fourth wall when kermit then criticizes piggy for overacting (laughs) And finally they go for a bike ride that will just leave you in complete awe of the artistry and magic of the Muppeteers. Nowadays they just CGI everything and some of that magic, like I said, is just gone. But to know that this scene exists in the way that it was made makes my heart just so happy because at one then all of the Muppets show up and they're all riding a bike together. And we'll talk a little bit in just a minute about how that scene was created. But cut to backstage of Lady Holiday's fashion show. Same day, next day, I'm not sure. (laughs) Nick is there and runs into Piggy, and he asks her out on a date. She turns him down because she's in love with the frog, and Nick is heartbroken. When she goes off to get to work with the show, there's a moment when Nick and his model henchmen reveal their plan. Despite Nick's affection for Miss Piggy, the plan is to plant the jewelry on the pig so that she takes the fall since the cops are breathing down their necks. Now it's time for the fashion show and the fashion and the fashion show and i i'm I think I'm gonna use air quotes. you can't see that, dear listener, but I'm using air quotes for fashion uh it it just it's not great I know it was they it's from the eighties, so it's not going to be the best thing in the world but even when i see clips of fashion shows today i never really like what is being shown on the stage so i don't think i quite understand fashion which is you know if you take a look at me it'd be of no surprise but piggy is looking longingly at the stage that's where she wants to be then she hears a cry backstage one of the thieving models takes a fake spill and nick insists that piggy go on for her which she does because our pig loves attention so she walks on stage in a outfit (laughs) and the crowd goes wild in her imagination. Cut to a piggy fantasy sequence where she is the star of a synchronized swimming show. Yep, I said that. You heard that correctly. Piggy diving into the pool might be one of the greatest cinematic moments of all time. It it's hilarious because it's like a side dive. All of the girls behind her have have already, you know, taken their dive in sync with everything. And then Piggy just like just a fling into the water. Oh, so good. Uh, and yes, they legit have a Muppet performing a synchronized swimming routine. There is this moment, though, where there is a human in a Miss Piggy outfit who takes the final dive into the pool at that point. That is terrifying. I don't love that. You'll also see uh, a live action Piggy in The Muppets Take Manhattan, which is a little scary, too, but we'll talk about that later. But then We find out that during this fantasy scene, as she has been daydreaming, Piggy has actually fallen into a real fountain near the stage during her hallucination. And as the crowd kind of surrounds her to make sure she's okay, they find the jewelry minus the diamonds in her coat pocket. And she's carted away by the police while she is loudly accusing Nick of being nefarious. He's the one that did all this backstage gonzo who's standing under a table hears nick and the models laughing that they plan to steal the baseball diamond in a few days from the mallory gallery which apparently is a a museum of some sorts the rest of the muppets back of the happiness hotel agree to help kermit clear piggy's name and stop the thieves they don't agree right away but kermit and Fozzie, you know turn the tides and so everybody's going to help Kermit then goes to visit Piggy in jail so that she knows they have a plan and aren't leaving her there to rot. She confesses her love for him and they kiss through some fencing. It's a very noisy kiss as kisses go. So the night of the planned theft then arrives, Piggy breaks out of jail because you can't keep her anywhere by bending the cell bars as only Piggy can and everyone converges on the Mallory Gallery in one way or another. The thieves loudly and unsettling scale the wall how they were caught, ca- not count not caught. My goodness words are hard. I don't fully understand. Piggy rides out of the jail by hanging onto the back of a service vehicle and then steals a car. We do get in this sequence uh, an Oscar the Grouch cameo, which I love, and then Animal chews through the gates, getting the Muppets onto the gallery grounds before Kermit and Fozzie then trick a guard into believing that he ordered pizza, (laughs) and it works, and all of the Muppets get in. Kermit and crew get to the top of the roof and create a Muppet chain, lowering each other down until they're situated right above the diamond. And just after the thieves get the large jewel in hand, the Muppets pounce. It's chaos. There's quite the struggle. But at the final hour, when Kermit is now a hostage, Piggy, who's at one point managed to fortuitously get her hooves on a motorcycle, breaks through the window and stops the thieves. And that's basically... The end. They do end up going back home and getting thrown off a plane again, but for all intents and purposes, the movie is over at that point. So a few interesting tidbits about the movie, the bike riding sequence was accomplished by using a combination of radio controlled bikes, marionette rigging, and in some cases attaching several bikes together with rods so they could stand upright on their own. The end of the bicycle scene where all of the Muppets are shown riding together was done by putting all of the Muppets onto their bikes, hooking them together and pulling them. Brian Henson on an oversized tricycle was amongst those who pulled the bikes love that i so creative director jim henson did not like the working title for this movie muppet mania and had various friends staff members and relatives suggest titles for the movie some of the more interesting titles included the rocky muppet picture show and a froggy day in london which i kind of like that one the winning title was suggested by 19 year old lisa henson who came up with the great muppet capade but also included several alternative choices of words, including escapade and caper in her submission. So Lisa Henson was the one that eventually named the movie. And finally, Miss Piggy's underwater musical number was the most difficult scene to shoot, mostly because of communication problems. Lighting, cameramen, cameras, speakers, and monitors were all underwater. 18 professional swimmers had to dive into the pool at the same time. And in the June 1981 issue of the children's magazine Dynamic, producer Frank Oz said, The water ballet scene with Miss Piggy was really wonderful. I was under the water for a week. I had three days of scuba training, and then down I went. Having them swim for the first time really was exciting. I love that. I love how excited they get about, like I said, problem solvers, figuring this stuff out. So what did the movie get right? Again, this isn't my favorite plot. It's kind of slow at times, and there are scenes that, while amusing, like the synchronized swimming sk- scene, just kind of, they they take up space, <laughs> and the whole catching the thief trope takes a back seat because it happens independently of the Muppets, but it's still a lot of fun to rewatch, and you should do that so this one has seven songs that we are going to talk about so just like last time we are going to go down the list from number seven to number one of which are my favorites number seven is going to go to piggy's fantasy it's a voiceover work during piggy's swimming fantasy scene it's all right i kermit does sing a little bit um but it's not one of my favorites number six goes to nightlife while, yes, it's Dr. Teeth singing as the Muppet crowd goes to pick up Piggy for the supper club, it's just not as snappy of a tune as their song in the Muppet movie. Number five is going to Couldn't We Ride, the bicycle scene. I don't love the song as much as actually watching them ride their bikes. It's a slower song uh, and does go really well with the scene, but it's not as catchy and I don't often sing along with it. Number four, "Hey a Movie. <laughs> it's a great intro. It does nothing for the plot so this is right at the beginning of the movie the song that is being sung uh it does offer some brief expo- exposition by kermit we find out that he is a journalist and that's basically it it's just they're really to literally kick off the movie breaking the fourth wall the excitement of the muppets starring in another feature film number three i'm giving to stepping out with a star not only do you get kermit singing <laughs> but you also get a getting ready montage that is absolutely charming so he is getting ready for his date with Piggy at the supper club you also get to see a frog in boxer shorts what ladies i know number two goes to happiness hotel welcome home to the happiness hotel where you get to meet all of the muppets and you get to kind of see a family being built and i i love that and number one goes to the first time it happens kermit and Piggy's diddy while they're dancing at the supper club that turns into quite the impressive fred astaire-esque dance number i am a sucker when they sing together the Those two, Piggy and Kermit, my all-time favorite Muppet song is still coming in a future episode, but this is very similar to that. But that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week where we're going to talk about The Muppets Take Manhattan and Muppet Treasure Island. I just really appreciate you being here and being a part of this. If you haven't already, I hope you subscribe so that we can keep going on this journey together and every new episode just magically appears in your favorite podcast app. If you've got the time, it would be awesome. Awesome if you could rate and review so that other individuals just like you who like random conversations about pop culture with someone who doesn't really know what they're talking about. Well, those people, those people... We may know or may not know, they can join in on the fun as well. Or if you want to share the podcast, that would be awesome too. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at GnomeGirlM and on Facebook as a bit of fun with them Go have yourself a bit of fun today, and I will see you next time.